Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. There are certainly bigger, I mean bigger things going on in our country right now to be worrying about. But still, I want to ask you this question. When is sports going to be fun again? Really? Because if it's fun for you, hey, that's great. But it sure isn't fun for me, and I'm going to tell you why. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, so there's a bunch of things I want to discuss regarding sports. The first one, really, we all suffer injuries to ourselves, to our loved ones. And as, as I said in my open, there are bigger things to worry about than the world of sports. But it broke my heart. Uh, I just have to address this. It broke my heart to see what happened to Saquon Barkley uh, of the Giants. Uh, you know, he, he not only tore his ACL, he's got a partially torn MCL or a partially torn meniscus. He's got a strain MCL. He can't get the surgeries done from a good few weeks because the swelling first has to go down. So it's a mess. Okay. Uh, but the reason it bothers me, and, and listen, I've been covering the Giants for 32, going on 33 years. Um, I'm involved with the organization. This kid, this young man, Saquon, you know, came in to the Giants with his feet firmly planted on the ground. I mean, we're, we're talking about a number two pick overall, Giants first pick, really. Uh, doesn't walk around affected. If you thought Derek Jeter was a guy who knew how to con uh, conduct himself, remember, I think I think Derek was the number six pick overall. But the number six pick overall in baseball isn't as glamorous as the number two pick overall in football. And, you know, Saquon came into the league as a star. He is a star. Uh, just conducts himself like a gentleman all the time. Uh He's the entire package. And when you see somebody 
having a devastating injury such as that, what he suffered last week against the Bears. I mean, it just, I, I was at home watching it and just an empty, an empty, empty feeling. It, I was sick to my stomach. It, it was, the score did not matter to me. And yet the Giants fought back and that was great. Uh, Should have, could have, would have, but they didn't win the game. But you're talking about a young man's life and his career. And look, he's done for the season. And I'm a half, I'm a glass half full guy, not a glass half empty guy. But more important, Saquon is a glass half full guy. And I mean, all you've had to do is look at his body. I mean, the guy is, you know, built. I mean, he's tempered steel from head to toe. You know, he's, he's got legs like were sculpted. Should be in a museum. But that doesn't prevent you from being injured. And my fear, and I pray to God, you know, he gets through this. Yeah, he's not coming back this year. Well, that we know. He's done for this season. But when you have an injury such as this, and in that position, you don't know what it does to one's career. And I believe me, folks, I do not want to, I do not want to paint gloom and doom. And in my heart, I know if there is anybody who can come back, it is Saquon Barkley. Listen, I remember watching Lawrence Taylor being carried off the field after ripping up his knee, and it was later in his career, and he came back. One of the greatest football players of all time. Lawrence Taylor. But you want to know what? He wasn't a running back. Running backs and knees, I mean, hello, that's your bread and butter. So I I was really, uh, really shaken to see that. You know, so so when I talk about a sport, it's going to be fun. And there's a lot of other issues that I'm going to be talking about. But that that had to be at the top of my list just because, and I, I admit it, full disclosure, it's personal for me. I know the young man, just a great, great kid. And it's a, it's a devastating injury. People have come back from it. Adrian Peterson had it. He came back, great running back, future Hall of Famer. But you just never know. You just never, never know. Speaking of which, you never know, there's been a, there was a rash of injuries this past weekend, a rash, Nick Boza, uh, his teammate Thomas, uh, Mostert f- from the 49ers, the three 49ers there, um, quarterback Garoppolo with a um, high ankle sprain. There, there were a ton of injuries across the board in the NFL. And I heard some of the talk, well, you know, I wonder if this is a result of no preseason games. You know, that's where I I think some of the talk becomes silly. Because you know what? Your star players, really, they're so protected in the preseason games. Saquon would have been protected in the preseason games. Nick Boza would have been protected in the preseason games. Guys get protected in the preseason games. Star players get protected in the preseason games, and well, they should. But when you start, when you rip up a knee, when, when you sprain an ankle, I'm sorry, or break something, 
That's not. I'm not a, a, a trainer. That's not as a result of they didn't have any preseason games. That's bull crap. And first of all, these guys are working out all the time. Saquon came into camp like he just finished camp. You want to pull a muscle for lack of action? You want to call a pulled muscle for lack of action? A a, a pulled hamstring for lack of action? Calf muscle for lack of action? I'll buy that. When you're ripping up a knee or twisting your ankle, I'm sorry. That's not because you didn't play preseason games. So let's not get crazy and make that an issue because that's not the issue here. Football, as you've heard it said many, many, many times before till we're all blue in the face, it is a violent, violent game. Violent game. Tremendously violent. Vicious. And that's why people love it. But it's a violent game. Injuries are part of it. A major part of it. That's why an injury list is is so much a part of information that's given out each week. Who's injured? Who's not injured? It's also the hypocrisy with betting and everything else. But that's a story for another time. But, I mean, really, injuries are part of football. So let's not make this for lack of preseason. I mean, really. Saquon tore up his knee, period. Nick Bowes' knee is torn up, period. Wasn't for lack of preseason games. So let's not, let's not be silly uh, about that, okay? Let, let's just not. Let me move on, though, um, from football for a little bit here. And I, I want to go to um, baseball. I said this when a baseball season was going to start. They should not call it the 2020 baseball season. What did I say? Yeah, 2020. They, they should not call it the 2020 baseball season. Really. It should be called the COVID-19 tournament. That's what it should be called. It should be called, it should have been called the COVID-19 tournament. Because that's all it is. It's a tournament. Now, why am I saying that? Well, it it just struck me. We're we're talking about, you have a 60-game season, a 6-0 a regular baseball season is 162 games. So this is a 60-game season. Two months. Then they're going to have playoffs. And then they're going to have the World Series. And I'm hearing all kinds of talk. You know, because here in New York, we have arguably the best pitcher in baseball in Jacob DeGrom of the Mets. All right? who's won his last two Cy Young Awards won the last two in a row, and he's certainly a candidate for number three. Uh, as part of this discussion, he's just his last start, seven innings. He lost to Tampa Bay, struck out 14 men, but lost to one. He never gets talk about uh, Ronnie Dangerfield on the mound. He gets zero respect in terms of uh, runs scored in his favor. 
But they're talking about him being a Cy Young candidate. Now, you know, there's... I, I got the world of respect. The world of respect for Jacob deGrom. The guy's not good. He's great. I mean, but his record's 4-2. and two. He's got a 2.09 ERA. Freed of Atlanta, as of me talking about this, is 7-0. and oh. His ERA is under 2. Darvish of Chicago is 7-3. and three. But listen what I'm talking about. 4-2, and 7-3, and 7-0. Oh. We're talking about Cy Young Awards. We're going to talk about MVP awards in baseball. It's ass backwards. It's a tournament. This whole season has been a tournament. It was a 60-game tournament. It is a 60-game tournament that gets you into, quote-unquote, the big tournament. You know, Bill Parcells always used to say, he used to call it the players of the tournament. He says, doesn't matter where you finish. Doesn't matter. As long as you get into the tournament. As long as you get into the tournament. Because once you get into the tournament, anything can happen. And he's right. But for crying out loud, we're going to talk about MVPs. Are are, are we really going to tarnish the record? And, And look, I love Jacob deGrom. The guy's, he's, listen, he's won his last two in a row. He's not good. He's great. And he is the real deal. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But we're talking about awards, postseason awards for a season that was 60 games. 60 games of a 162-game season. Now, I'm separating baseball from basketball and hockey because basketball and hockey – you know, their seasons were different. They had a full season, pretty much. Then they, you know, did their bubble thing, and then they went into the the postseason, you know. But they had. NBA came back. They had their season, fin- finishing it up. Then they got the playoffs. I mean, come on. I am... MVPs for the, for baseball, uh, excuse me, for basketball and, and hockey? Yeah, I'm fine with that. And as long as football is uninterrupted and they're able to complete their season, or at least close to it, the reason I say because you never know what this is COVID-19, but, you know, they're on track for a 16 a sixteen game season, regular season, fine. But you're going to tarnish the awards? I mean, how stupid is that? And it really is tarnishing it. So somebody's going to hit 20 home runs and be the home run leader or have 50 RBIs and be the RBI leader? What are we talking about? It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's why I say... Is sports ever going to be fun again? Because I I really think, you know, I hate to say this, I really think some of the commissioners think that you and me, we're we're dopes. And and look, I get, I I read the stuff like you do. For 36 years, 37 years, I made a career in sports. 
still doing it. But it's just not the same. And to talk to us as if it is the same is insulting. There are are games with no fans. A 60-game season and you're going to talk about MVPs and Cy Young Award winners? It tarnishes what the awards are. Just... You're not doing anything wrong by saying, you know what, we're not going to have postseason awards. Excuse me, we're not going to have regular season awards this season, but we will have postseason awards. Postseason awards for the ultimate COVID-19 tournament. I'll buy that. But awards for the regular season? It makes zero sense to me. None. Really, I, I, I just, does Rob, and you know what, that, that's why it annoys me, because the, the, these commissioners, I remember when Rob Manford was up for the job, I remember when Roger Goodell was up for his job, I sat in their offices, I interviewed them, I've backed them, wanted each man to get the job, but these guys leave me scratching my head these days, Really? Postseason awards in baseball, what the hell for? What the hell for? I, I just don't get it. I do not get it. And, and, and Goodell, um, you know, his latest thing is uh, he, he handed out $100,000 fines. What was it? To um, Pete Carroll at the Seahawks. Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, and um, who's the third? The Broncos. Uh, Vic uh, Fangio, $100,000 each because they weren't wearing their um, masks. Okay. He's supposed to be wearing your masks. Okay. I'll buy into that because the league wants to set the example. And And I will say this. The National Football League... The National Football League, you want to talk about doing their due diligence of getting into, uh, of being at the stadium. It's unbelievable. I I mean, let me give you what I have to go through, what I had to go through for for the the Giants opener. And I'll have to go through it again this weekend when they face the 49ers at MetLife Stadium. But in the opener against the Steelers, you got to call up a number. Okay, Uh, and they got to let you know (laughs) if you're okay to go. You got to do a survey and answer questions. Then when you get there, and it trust me, it doesn't matter if I walk in alone. I got nobody around me, and there's nobody at the entrance desk, whatever. Now remember, there are no fans. You have to go through a whole rigmarole. They're taking your temperature. You got to go to this area, to that area. You know where you put your, um, you know, like when you're at the airport or you're going through uh, a testing, uh, a screening. You take your phone out, your keys out, your glasses, whatever, your pens and your money, your paper, your clips, and you put them in, in a dish and you go through. Well, they take each dish out of uh, a plastic wrapping and then when you, you're finished, they tell you to take your dish and throw it 
away. Nobody uses it, uses it again. When you go to eat, it's it's not you know you're not being served food. It's it's a box lunch. I'm not I'm not talking about like it's complaining, but they're taking every step that you can think of to be safe and smart. So I have, you know, I have no problem with that. And that's what they should be doing. But he, he's, he, signed, <laughs> he wants to do the right thing. Yeah, Roger Goodell wants to do the right thing. And I'm trying, folks, I, I really wanted to stay the hell away from politics today. He, wa- he wants to set an example. This is, this is Roger Goodell. So he's finding uh, three head coaches for not wearing their masks. Okay. And quite frankly, they should have. Now, whether you are, uh, like masks or not, that's the rule. That's the rule. If you have to go into your place of business and you're required to wear a mask, you wear a mask. So to me, those coaches were irresponsible in not wearing the masks. I don't care if you're a Niners fan or a Seahawks fan or a Broncos fan. You wear your mask. The reason I I laugh, though, ha-ha. I mean, that's a sarcastic laugh. Roger Goodell's worried about this. You you remember? First, you know, it was Roger. We got it wrong. We apologize. And, you know, he's gotten on the BLM, Black Lives Matter bandwagon and still has not been smart enough to know that the Black Lives Matter organization is a bogus, phony organization leading his players and players from other leagues down the wrong path. As I, you heard me here say this several times, ask me to stand for African-American lives matter. I'll stand with you shoulder to shoulder all the time. Hold hands, lock arms all the time to stand and fight against racism. But not that organization. But we got it wrong. And all of a sudden he's kissing uh, Colin Kaepernick's ass, who's another fraud. But you guys and ladies have heard me say this before. But when Deshaun Jackson... Issued, if you remember, and I went crazy over it, issued that tweet talking about Hitler and his anti-Semitic rant on Twitter. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Roger Goodell to show some balls and say, you know what, guys? That's wrong. We got to be better than that. We as a league are standing up to fight against racism and we stand with diversity and this and that. He's never said a peep about that. But he's showing that he's a big, tough man by, you know, showing that he could uh, levy $100,000 fines to some head coaches. I mean, it's, it's it's bullshit show is what it is. It, really, that's all it is. It's for show. It's embarrassing. I, I just really... Do these commissioners think we're morons? 
And that that's why I, I opened opened this up by saying, "Is sports fun?" Listen, I've made my living in sports. I've given my family a nice life because of sports. I grew up loving sports, and I still do. But it's not fun for me right now, because it's just so. I I guess I've always said this. You know, sports is a microcosm of society. There's a lot of hypocrisy in society. There's a lot of hypocrisy in sports. I'm seeing everybody, you know, day and night I'm hearing talks of gambling and, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings and this and betting lines and blah, 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 blah. Yet Pete Rose is still out of baseball because he gambled. Let's talk about hypocrisy. And when when people can say, yeah, but Russ, you know, when, when he did it, it wasn't allowed. Yeah, but the world has changed. Rules have changed. Let's cut the hypocritical bullshit. Because let me tell you, you can't blow your nose. You can't blink your eyes. You can't go take a leak. You can't do anything without hearing or seeing a commercial about some kind of gambling in sports. That, to me, is not fun. I, I mean, the hypocrisy, it has no end. You know, okay, the NBA you know, Black Lives Matter all over the court during a tournament, during the playoffs, in the bubble, everybody wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts. Hey, if the players aren't smart enough and the league's not smart enough to see what the Black Lives Matter organization is about, shame on them. I, I understand. I understand. I am fully aware of what the players mean. But what the players mean and what they associate themselves with, you got to be smart enough to separate the two. Why do I say is is sports fun again? I mean, I'm looking at the NBA. I'm looking at the king. Arguably, some might say the greatest player of all time, LeBron James. What was the last season? He made his anti-Semitic remarks. Not a peep. Wasn't taken to task by the commissioner, Adam Silver, or the league. Yep, was was plenty vocal back in October. Plenty vocal about um, Daryl Morey, Houston Rockets general manager, when he said, uh, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. The atrocities and, and, and horror going on in China. LeBron was such so worried about human rights. He felt that Daryl Morey, who was pissed on, you've heard me say this before, just pissed on by the NBA players. Well, maybe, maybe you know, Daryl Morey should have been more educated on the situation. No, the situation is this: the hypocrisy, the NBA. Players making millions, the league making, not millions, billions of dollars over in China. They had a lot at stake, so we can't criticize China. But we can criticize everything wrong with the United States. Can't criticize anything over in China, but you can yap all you want about here. So that's why I say I, I don't know that these people think, or do they think, you, me, we, the fans are stupid. And the media panders to it. Now, in fairness, listen, if, I guess if I was a baseball writer, you know, 
I've had nothing to do, so I'm trying to make the most of the 60-game season. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I guess, what's the saying? Got to try and make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I guess I'm going to try and make a big deal about this season. But how could it be a big deal? So they're going to write about it and then, you know, who should be MVP and who should do this and who should do that. Yeah, life goes on. But I'm sorry. Sports, just right now, it's just not fun. And I get it all the time from people in the street. You know, people, you know, they, they're still asking you, hey, Russ, what's going to happen to this? What's going to happen to that? But a lot of people are pissed off. And in fairness, a lot of people, there's bigger fish to fry right now. There's the health and welfare of our citizens, of, of, of people who have lost their businesses and are going to lose their businesses. Like I said, I'm not, I don't want to make this about politics, but we got a country devastated. And it's still not back. People have lost businesses and will continue to lose businesses. So you know what? Sports is not number one on the list. Nor should it be. Not at this juncture. Having said that, hey, this is, this is what I do. I do my Giants pregame shows and I love doing it. On, um, you know, for Channel 5, for Fox 5. <laughs> but just on a personal note, talk about not being fun for me. I mean, I love the football season. It's my involvement. Every day, every day of the week, I'm over at the Giants. Every day of the week during a regular football season. This season, I can't get in to the facility. So from our pregame show that I do on Fox 5 with uh, Tina Savasio, it's all Zoom. I mean, they got 20-some-odd new players who are on the Giants. Other than meeting them or speaking to them on Zoom, when I go next year, if everything gets back to normal next season, I will have not having, I will haven't met any of them. Because I haven't been able to go into the facility. I haven't been able to go into the locker room. If you go to a practice, you're standing way the hell at a distance. Now, now, folks, I'm not complaining. You know, I don't want anybody playing violins or feeling sorry for me. This is not a pity party for us. I'm just saying, if you're asking me personally, that's why it's not fun for me. It's just not the same. But I accept it for what it is because everybody's dealing with it. Trust me, if it's a pain in the ass for me, it's a bigger pain in the ass for all the football teams because they still have to get their messages out there. They have to try and accommodate people in the media. It's tough. And I will say this, the PR departments for all the respective teams in the National Football League are doing a great job trying to, you know, keep it together during this time. But is sports fun? 
If it is for you, God bless you. And if if it's your team, you know, if you're a Yankees fan and you're rooting for your Yankees to go ahead and win it all, God bless you. But I don't know. It ain't going to be the same as winning all those prior World Series in pinstripes. It just is not going to be the same. It's the COVID-19 tournament. It's not the World Series. It's the COVID-19 season. It's not the regular season. And that's the way it should be looked at. If sports is fun for you, God bless you. But right now, it just isn't fun for me. That, my friends, is a wrap here for Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you, as I always say. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can always reach me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can get me on Facebook. You can also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. Big time thanks to the lovely Ariel for taking such good care of me, set me up here. To WABC Program Director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding Assistant Program Director Matt Dahl, President and GM here of WABC, Mr. Chad Lopez. And last but certainly not least, a big-time thank you out there to you people. Because without you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, stay safe and try and have a little bit of fun. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh air wick. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.